Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by, I almost said Batty D. <laughs> Batty D? Yeah. Kieran, my name is Vengeance, so oh, please okay. call me Vengeance through the entire episode, please, because that is my name. My name is Hope. <laughs> oh, hey Hope. Is and it spelled with an S? Yes. Of course. Huh? How else do you spell Hope? Anyway, Kieran. Oh, <laughs> We're we're in DC land, buddy. Yeah, okay. Kieran, I got something important to tell you. Yes? Don't forget your cling wrap. Oh, I won't. And if you didn't want to know that... How else would I keep my head fresh? True. And sweaty. Yeah. On a a 40 degree day. That would be so hot under that mask that they wear. Yes. Well, I'm imagining it's quite cold in Gotham City, so maybe like they need to do it because those... uh, (laughs) It's it's a survival technique. Those Riddler outfits might be like a bit breezy. Yeah. It's It's a fashion statement. It's It's for comfortability. But yeah, if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is another Stephanie Brown. It certainly is because what we're here to do today, we are two years ago, Maddie D and I predicted the plot of the Batman just based on the promotional material alone. And we're here back again today, almost two years later, to see how well we did with predicting it. And this is very exciting because we both had separate plots. So I'm really curious to see who got closer because we both had very strong ideas and we both had very, almost unusually for us, very sort of clear images of what the movie was going to be like in our heads. Yeah, we we did not play it safe with this, with our predictions at all. No. We just went at it. We threw everything at the wall, which, Mm. you know, we do sometimes on this show, but for the most part, it's too difficult to do that or we just don't have time. Or we just don't care. <laughs> well, there there was stuff that we spoke about that there was no evidence yeah. for it being in the movie. So much stuff. S- some of it comes. Yeah. Some of it comes, some of it doesn't. So we'll talk all about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't wait to talk all about it. But before we do, Matty D, we're here talking about The Batman. So, of course, how much do you think The Batman made in the worldwide box office? And it had a budget of $200 million. Oh, $200 million. It's about the same as The Matrix Resurrections. I, <laughs> I think... I Did think, it do as poorly as The Matrix Resurrections? I don't think so. I think I came across this information already. Oh, what a cheat. I, I, well, it, it wasn't like I was looking for it. I, it was like... It's a regular Stephanie Brown. <laughs> it was like $800 million, right? Something around there? Oh, very close. $772.2 million. Oh. Only $30 million shy of uh, $800 million. Cool. Which is not bad at all. That's considered a, a pretty big payday. Big and success. of course, of course, we are getting a sequel to this movie. They're currently filming it. And just off air, Maddie D and I were discussing, I have no idea like how, what villains they're going to use in this new movie because they seem to be trying to do stuff that hasn't been done before for the most mm-hmm. part and seemingly trying to approach it in a more realistic fashion in the same way that the Nolan movies tried to approach their villains in a more realistic fashion. But this this sort of the Batman's version of Gotham City and the the characters seem to be a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more grittier than the Nolan characters. So I don't know how you do some characters like, for example, Mister Freeze, uh, yeah, Solomon Grundy, Clayface. I don't know how you'd approach characters. Even though like Clayface that. is rumored, a lot of people think it's going to be a Clayface movie, which I don't see. I can't see Clayface existing in this universe uh, unless it was not Clayface as you know a physical massive Clay. Maybe it's just like he's a disguise he's artist, a mobster who's just known as Clayface. Well, you know, Clay face changes into people so maybe he's just like yeah. a disguise artist who like uses makeup to look like other people that could be it yeah. i don't know i i'm hearing hush which would be cool that Who's would be in this universe he's um he's kind of like a, a bandaged up villain um, okay and he was like a best, oh, best friend of bruce wayne i did hear that the calendar man was going to be in the sequel that's okay. another rumored calendar villain as well man. he would work really well as well um, hugo strange the therapist that yeah. could be called doctor strange <laughs> another doctor strange yeah. in the world um the owl society uh, i there's, could there's see a hugo lot. strange working i want to see pig in a movie he's as like in a- the nicholas cage 
no, movie? No, as in, <laughs> as in the guy who he's like wears a pig mask and he he's like a surgeon. Oh, like Pigsy from uh, Manhunt. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> the video game. No. So I've just got to point out as well that in between recording the previous episode and having watched the movie now, I have actually gone out and played all the Batman Arkham games as well. So I'm way more familiar with uh, Batman <laughs> you are. characters than I was in the previous episode. And uh, how'd you find them? Did you like them? I liked them. I liked them a lot. They're good games. I actually started off with the last one, which was uh, Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. which turned out to be my favorite one. And then I went to back to Arkham Asylum and then I played Arkham City. That first game is great if you're not familiar with any of the Batman villains because you yeah. get like a bio on all of them. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a step backwards when I after playing Arkham Knight, but it actually, you know, it did a pretty good job on its in its limited scope. Mm. So yeah, I had a good time with those, and I guess it uh, enhanced my enjoyment of this movie as well in some ways. So, by the way, yeah, as we mentioned, seven hundred and seventy-two point two million dollars this movie made worldwide, and making it the highest-grossing serial killer movie of all time. <laughs> Can you believe it? That it won That's that awesome. accolade. That's crazy, yeah. Not the highest grossing superhero movie of all time and not the highest grossing Batman movie of all time, but the highest grossing serial killer movie <laughs> of all time. And no other Batman movie can be described as a serial killer movie. No. There you go. So, before we dive into how well we did, and I think we need to dive in relatively quickly because both of us had a lot to say, especially yes. Matty D. Especially with, me. With his 40-minute plot prediction. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kieran. Well, you I had your I, work cut out for you I this think week. I was asking a lot of questions as well. And then making you explain more scenes in detail. So, I'd probably say it's largely my fault. I had a lot riding on this. This was my movie, remember? Yeah, that's right. So... It was yeah. like your fan fiction for a proposed <laughs> sequel to The Dark Knight if yes. The Dark Knight Rises didn't exist. Yes, that's right. Interesting. A lot. There were a lot of elements there. I could see it. I could really see it watching the movie. But yeah, can you please explain our point system real briefly mm-hmm. to anybody who may not be familiar? Sure. So I'm going to be grading Kieran's plot. Kieran is going to be grading my plot. If we call something that we have no information about, it's not in any of the trailers or the promotional material, that gives us two points. If we see something or we guess something that was in the promotional material or the trailer, it's one point. If we got something that's kind of on the right track but not 100% correct is what it is in the movie that's half a point and if we mm-hmm. get something completely wrong at zero points we calculate yep. that all up and we give ourselves a score that's exactly right measuring our scores against each other because we're competitive like that yes and we're going to be particularly competitive this week because we're going to be fighting tooth and nail to see who was closer to yep. the batman Oh, boy. I'm trying to be zen because I can feel there's going to be arguments. Oh, yes. I already know that that's going to happen. And oh, listening yes. back to the episode, I'm like, I mean, Kieran's going to call me out on watching this. Watching the I'm gonna- movie, I was just like, oh. Because the thing is, weirdly enough, everybody knows that I'm not the big superhero guy. But if mm. anyone listened to our Best and Worst of 2022 episode, both Matty D and I had this as number three in our top five movies yeah. of the year. It wasn't our number one, but it was up there with one of our favorite movies that we've ever covered on this show, which is very refreshing, I've got to say, having sat through so many <laughs> subpar superhero movies. <laughs> but the thing is, for a superhero movie, it's surprisingly complicated and complex theme-wise and script-writing-wise. Not in a sort of confusing way, but like you can sit down and go... Is that the case? Yes, that is, is true. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case or not. And then you have to sit there and have like an internal debate or, or go to <laughs> other people and be like, do you think it's the case that blah, 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 blah. And the fact that we have a movie like this and it's very much a, you know, a summer superhero release yeah. is, I, like I said before, very refreshing because you don't often have these conversations coming out of, say, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, we asked, is, is Bruce Wayne alive or dead? Yeah, I guess so. so. There you go. I guess so. But you know, we're not getting that from Ant-Man. Yeah. A lot of those kind of movies. Or, or Eternals. <laughs> Let's just say that. But <laughs> yeah. A lot of questions with Eternals. So I can't wait to dive into Matty D's yes. plot. Now, similar to our double feature episodes, which we've only started rolling out recently, I only sort of covered highlights of what Matty D said. 
as a result of that, I have three pages of notes. Okay. <laughs> so there was. So I was like, I'm only going to write down the really interesting things that Matty D said. Almost everything he said was very interesting. Thank you. So Karen. I have almost everything written well, down. Well, I wrote everything you said down. Okay. So I cool. didn't highlight it, but I think I've got less well, to say than you. Yeah. Well, I also talked for a lo- <laughs> about half the time that you did. Yes. So there's that as well. So let me hear how I did. Okay. So mm, just off the bat, first of all, one assessment I want to give you a plot, and one thing. Oh. That I, I just want to explain to the listeners. Listening back to Matty D's plot, it was very interesting scoring it because it's a circumstance of he's very close to what happens in the movie a lot of the times, mm-hmm. but not a hundred percent there. Yeah, sure. But then when I was ranking it, I'm like, well, do I give that half a point or do I give it more than that? Because I'm like, so being close is is sort of what we grade as a half point. Mm-hmm. You know, being close but not quite there is what we give a half point. But what he's saying is so close in some circumstances that it could be a two-point. Like I said, it it became very difficult to grade, basically. But I I think you're still going to be impressed at the end of the day because you you did... uh, I I know what you're talking about. There are circumstances where I was really close, but maybe like the location or the situation wasn't quite... or the person wasn't quite right. Or the person, yeah. Let's get into it. I talk about all of this in my notes. Let's (laughs) break it down. I'm very excited. So you went first in that episode, obviously, (laughs) so I'm going to cover what you said first. So your movie opens with, quote, a wealthy official who is never named or described at all, strapped to a chair, and he's being berated by the Riddler, who isn't shown at all during the scene. Mm-hmm. You said that the Riddler poses a riddle to the official. The official doesn't know the answer. He just goes, uh. <laughs> And the Riddler suffocates him for being so insufferable. Uh, and he suffocates the official with a plastic bag and wraps his head in duct tape. Now, the only element of that that is correct is the fact that he wraps his head in duct tape. Yeah, and that the film opens with that scene yeah. as well. Well, technically, it starts with uh, the, Riddler the Riddler watching through the window. And yes. I was very confused when I first watched the movie because I'm like, why is there a ninja in the house? <laughs> but it was just a little boy in a Halloween costume. Yeah, and yeah, the, the way he dies and the whole riddle doesn't happen. But um, I was pretty happy seeing that at the start of the movie. I was like, oh, yeah. that's close. Yeah, I think it's the only place it would have fit in the movie as well. You said that the Joker has only... In the, so, in your universe, the Joker has only recently been arrested by Batman and, quote, the world is still recovering. Like, Gotham City's the entire world, and it's not the only time that you refer to Gotham City <laughs> as the world as well. <laughs> now, it's actually the case in the movie. So, how crazy is this? There was no information about no. this happening at all. We were told that the Joker wasn't going to appear in the, yeah. in the movie. It's not actually the case in, in reality, yeah. but yeah, so... And he's arrested in this so movie. So, Batman's, I believe his first big case was taking down the Joker in this universe. And he was, in uh, in your plot, you're basically saying oh, he's only just been arrested and mm-hmm. we're still seeing the effects of what he's done. Yes. But in the actual movie, it's actually been a year since the Joker was arrested. And the only reason I know that is because I watched the extended version of the movie where they explain this. <laughs> That's crazy that I called that. Yeah. Or called-ish that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, You said that the Joker will never be shown in the movie. Yeah, that's wrong. (laughs) He's actually in the movie more if you watch the extended version. Yeah, there's like interview scenes with where he goes to get the Joker's help. One interview scene. Okay. So he goes to, he basically like Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling. Batman goes to see the Joker and ask him about the the Riddler and try and work out what his character Mm. is. So you said that the Joker's thugs are hanging around in a parking lot, arguing with each other about whether they should blow up a building or not, and they're worried about Batman since he's running around, quote, killing people. (laughs) There's so much wrong with that sentence. So first of all- uh, Yeah, go on. First of all, the characters we see in the movie aren't the Joker's thugs. They're like Halloween thugs. As far as we know, they're just wearing sort of like- I wouldn't even say they're wearing Joker makeup. They're just sort of wearing like uh, almost like Alice Cooper-esque or Crow-esque 
clown-like makeup. Mm-hmm. And if they were part of the Joker's gang, it's never said in the movie. It's never no, confirmed, it's never so I can't either. pay that off. No. They're also not in a parking lot. They're no. on a subway train, and they yes. end up on the subway platform. They don't talk about blowing up a building. They're not those sort of criminals. They're just petty, sort of doing it for the vine, sort of punching people randomly and filming it on the street, sort of criminals. Uh, and Batman isn't running around killing people. No, well, in that episode, I said that they think he's killing people, which yeah, I guess yeah, people yeah. do assume that, but he's an, he never kills people in this movie. No. You said that the Batman shows up and beats up the Joker's thugs, and then the police arrive to arrest the thugs, pointing their guns at Batman. The police then tell Batman that he's needed at a crime scene, so I don't know why <laughs> they're pointing at their guns at him. This also doesn't happen in the movie, aside from the beating up the thugs yeah. aspect. Mm-hmm. But this, the- this scene follows the first scene, so so far I'm kind of on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've chronologically, well, in all fairness, you follow the beats of the movie pretty well up until the end. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get there eventually. So you said that Batman shows up at the crime scene where he finds the dead official from earlier and a birthday card, and Batman immediately goes home. <laughs> the crime scene is not described at all. <laughs> I think you really lost out there by not explaining more things in the crime scene, but there wasn't that much more I to explain. I think I said he sees stuff, he sees clues around the crime yeah, scene. Yeah, you said that he sees clues, but yeah, I guess that's true. I gave you points for that as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty much on the right track there, yeah. just no details. Uh, you said that, obviously, Batman returns home to his Batcave, and it's, quote, not well developed. <laughs> in the movie, it seems pretty well functional. It looks like it's finished to me, and the, the most exciting thing for me re-watching the movie this time was that I noticed the Batmobile in the background... Yeah, which the Batmobile looked cool in this movie. I didn't... But if you don't know that it's the Batmobile, you won't really notice it in the background when you're first watching the movie. But watching it this time, I'm like, that's the Batmobile in the background. (laughs) They're teasing it early. Because, again, we didn't... If you're well, if you're going into the movie blind, I guess you don't know that Batman has a Batmobile because he spends most of the movie on a motorcycle. Mm. But mind you, it was very prominent. And it's like a surprise when the Batmobile appears and chases the penguin. Oh, what a great scene that is. But we'll talk about that later. So you said that Batman solves the riddle in the birthday card which is, quote, what does a liar do when he's dead? And you said he still lies, which doesn't make any sense. It's actually he lies still. Because if he still lies, that, you know, that doesn't work for the pun. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's the answer. It's the answer, but wrong. (laughs) So I gave you half a point for that. I actually corrected you in the episode, so if anything, I uh, deserve I gave you a point for that. So I only get half a point for that? Because you said it wrong. Ah, but, like, (laughs) it's the same answer. No, it's not. Like I said, it doesn't make any sense the way you said it. I think you're being pedantic, but go on. Well, I got it right, you got it wrong, so I think you're just going to have to uh, eat it. We both cheated. We both cheated. We didn't figure it out. We both looked it up. Well, I couldn't. I wasn't going to give you two points, no matter what. So So you said that Gil Coulson, the district attorney, gives a press conference saying that the Riddler's acts are an act of terrorism. Now, in the actual movie, it's actually Commissioner Savage. Yeah, it's wrong. It's not Gil Coulson. You also thought, we'll get into it a little bit later, you also thought that Gil Coulson was a policeman, yeah, not I the did. district attorney. Yeah. Again, I corrected you there, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when it comes up. So, uh, you said that Batman finds out that the dead official has connections with, quote, Carmine Valcone, who is very similar to the character of Falcone. Yes, in the movie. I'm glad you brought it up because he is called Falcone in some mediums of Batman. Yeah, so in and the video games, there's actually a debate. It's also over no, it's not Falcone. It's Fal- Falcone. Falcone with an F, but Falcone. And sometimes in it's the Falcone. video games they call him Falcone, but in the same time they call Ra's al Ghul Ra's al Ghul. Yes. So I don't know how much I trust the uh, the pronunciations in the animated series it, and the video games. It's kind of a debate. Some people say it should be Falcone. Some people should. Some people say it should be Falcone. So all through this movie they just call him Falcone. They do. So yes. I think for this circumstance we just we call, call him, him Falcone but, with a, with a hard F at but the start. It, it wasn't me being an idiot. He has been referred to as Falcone previously. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I can't blame you for that. 
But okay, but just to rewind, you you said he finds out that the dead official has connections with Falcone. I gave you two points for that. Ah, oh, thanks. No information whatsoever, <laughs> but it's true. The dead official, who was Mayor Mitchell, mind you, by the way, uh, he did have direct connections with Falcone. You said that Batman confronts Falcone in, quote, a cool bar, and Falcone says that he just wants to do business his own way. I believe that's correct, except I think it's Bruce Wayne who confronts Falcone. Yes. In the, in the bar, but close enough. He's Batman. <laughs> you said that the Penguin and Falcone are rivals. So in your movie, they're rivals, and they operate in different crime families. They actually uh, work together. Uh-huh. So the Penguin is sort of like um, Falcone's second in command, and he's like the one who opens up doors for him yes. and then opens up car doors. He's like an up-and-cominger as well. Yeah, that's right. So you said that Catwoman breaks into a safe at a warehouse in the docks, and the Penguin and his goons catch her in the act immediately and shoot at her. Then Batman turns up, and the bad guys shoot at him instead. Batman beats up the thugs, and the Penguin escapes in a car. So that's like a combination of two different mm-hmm. scenes, but it sort of happens there. You said that Catwoman returns home, but Batman is waiting for her there, and the two get into, quote, an impressive fight scene. <laughs> you love that line. And the two stop fighting, and Catwoman starts to flirt with Batman, and Batman admires her cats. So she's like, hey, Batboy, you're looking pretty handsome. He's like, oh, look at the kitties. <laughs> the cats admire him. Yeah, they do. They're rubbing themselves up against him. Mind you, that was in one of the trailers. It was, but yeah. yes. Again, this is sort of like a combination between two separate scenes, but you're, you're very much on the right track. Again, following the beats of the movie pretty well, but just not getting the details. You said that Catwoman is a famous cat burglar who steals from mobsters and charities. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> mobsters, fair enough. Charities, though, because she is a bad guy, yes. you jumped in. Uh, in the movie, she doesn't seem to be much of a cat burglar, except she really is trying to cripple the, the penguin's uh, operations yeah, in some way as revenge. She is skilled at burglary, but she's more in it for herself. Yeah, and her for a friend in quotation marks. Again, we could debate over what their relationship is a little bit later because I still don't really know to this day. I have theories, but you know, it's just a theory. You said that Batman as Bruce Wayne goes to the official's funeral since the birthday card clue led him there. Not really the case in the movie, but he still goes to the funeral. I mean, the lies still was referencing the, the funeral, right? That's why he goes there. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess you were more right than I gave you credit for. I think I gave you points regardless. Uh, you said that everyone is surprised to see Bruce Wayne out in public and Bella Real, who, mind you, is never mentioned by name in Matty D's plot, is the mayor in Matty D's movie and she urges Bruce to be more of a philanthropist. Very close, but, you know, she's not the mayor. Not yet, anyway. She becomes the mayor, though. Yeah, she becomes the <laughs> so mayor. So it is true. <laughs> Later on. And it'd be nice if you mentioned her character's name as well, but no, not important enough. And she's also never mentioned again in your plot. So I guess you didn't see her as an important character. You said that a car smashes into the church and outsteps Gil Coulson, who was a police officer, as I mentioned. I did correct uh, you by saying he was the DA, so I deserve a bonus point for helping you out. Sure. So yeah, add, add that in if you haven't already. You said that Coulson has a bomb strapped to his neck and a phone strapped to his hand, but he is saved by the police only to be shot by a sniper rifle as he leaves the church. And Batman does not appear in this scene at all. You said that Bruce Wayne steals Coulson's phone from the corpse for some reason and watches a video of the Riddler giving yet another riddle. I guess he sent him like a... Uh, he, uh, he sent him, like, a video message with a riddle in it, and Gil Coulson was just like, eh, I guess that's not important. Puts it in his pocket. Gets sniped. Yeah, I, that was... The, the reason I kind of didn't couldn't work out this scene was because I couldn't work out how he's Bruce Wayne in the funeral one second, and then he's Batman straight after, and, like, the phone's been ringing this entire time, but it turns out it's just it just it rings all night. A, it was hours later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, the, I couldn't the put the two blooded. between. But I, I also love how you said, like, he's not going to blow up, because they won't blow him up in a movie like this. Can you imagine it, it, if he, he blew did, up? He did, he did, yes. yeah. And what's funny was, you see him blow up in the trailer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I, I, I just did, didn't say anything. I didn't I was get just like that. that. But it's interesting because I'm getting elements because there is a sniper scene later on as well. Yeah, that's so. true. Like I said, so many things you're on the right track, but not quite there. Mm. Like so many combined scenes. Like you're getting the movie, but like in bits and yeah, pieces. Yeah. There's nothing really that's been like, oh, that's dead on the money. That's dead on the money. Aside from a few like details, for example. Aside from saying the Joker's in the movie. Yeah, exactly. So you said that the Batman solves some more riddles while Falcone goes to war with the Penguin. So the two have like a like a turf war in your yeah, movie. Completely wrong. And you said that Catwoman shows up from time to time to help out Batman. Well, that's true. That is true. You said that the Riddler sets up Falcone to be arrested, but when he is, Falcone agrees to help out the police with their investigations, and the Riddler tells everyone that Falcone is cooperating with the police, and the public gets upset about it. That's very sort of true. That's very convoluted and doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's well, similar to what happens yeah, in the, the movie. The Riddler does, you know, get Falcone arrested because he, he gets all the information. And the people are angry. So, in the movie, the Riddler is trying to highlight the fact that Falcone is the rat who got Maroney, who was, like, higher up in the chain in their organization, arrested for mm-hmm. the drops. So, the drops are something we never mention in no. our plots. But that's, like, the big drug sweeping Gotham City, and it's a real problem. And it was originally a- an operation being done by Maroney, but then Falcone wanted to take over that business. So, uh, obviously... He set up Maroney to be arrested. He was working with both the mayor, the district attorney, and uh, Commissioner Savage to get uh, Maroney arrested. And then, of course, Falcone took over the drops operation. And he's and, got all these people in his pocket. And he's got all these people in his pocket. And I think even Thomas Wayne uh, was was involved, but only in the fact that- in Slightly. He, Falcone took over the Thomas Wayne sort of like fund that they had yeah. for underprivileged people, but then he exploited that money- for, you know, creating this this drug operation. So, that makes more sense than what you're talking about in your plot with uh, Falcone saying, like, oh, I'll cooperate with the police. And then the Riddler's like, he's cooperating with the police like most criminals do when they're arrested. Everyone hates him. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, very loosely. I think it makes it. The- well, I'm trying to say, like, you know, Falcone is a corrupt figure that the, that the Riddler's trying to take down. Yeah, but you explain it very awkwardly is what I'm trying to say. But, anyway, moving on. You said that the Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge and beats up the Penguin's thugs, but the Penguin escapes in his car yet again, and the Batman chases him in his new Batmobile. The Penguin's driver is killed during the chase, forcing the Penguin to take the wheel. Now, you made a big point saying, like, the Penguin's not going to drive himself around. (laughs) He's too important of a figure to do that. Yes. And you said that the Penguin rams the Batmobile, causing it to crash into some combustible fuel tanks, and the Batman drives out of the smoke unharmed, and because the Penguin is, quote, a good driver and uses his rearview mirror, he crashes his own car (laughs) and ends up on the roof side up. Yes, on the roof side up. Yes. So, again, there's elements there that are close to the movie, but it's not quite Well, you know, he he does crash because of, you know, being pursued by the Batman. He's running into traffic almost yes. on the road. Uh, and so he causes a whole bunch. So the Penguin causes a whole bunch of trucks to ram into each other. They blow up. Batman at the last second is able to ramp over the exploding mm-hmm. cars and goes through the explosion and lands smashing into the Penguin. But I just love the mental image of the Penguin like looking in his rear view mirror and then like, there's a wet leaf on the on the, on the road. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, we, we, we see in the trailer like he's looking in the rear view mirror, which is what I get it from. Yeah, but, but you yeah. also didn't see the part in the trailer where the Batman Batmobile smashes into yes. him. Didn't see that big detail. Oh, well, moving on. You said that Batman and Jim Gordon interrogate the Penguin. This is after the crash, presumably, and does happen in the movie. And the Penguin gets mad when they call him the Penguin. Couldn't give a shit in the movie if anyone calls him the Penguin. I don't think he ever gets called the Penguin to his face. He does a couple of times, but he doesn't seem to to mind. Yeah, I did see Matt Reeves say that he doesn't like being called the Penguin. 
but probably it's not, in the, it's not in the movie. Maybe so. it'll be in the Penguin TV series coming Maybe. later this year. Uh, yes, there is a Penguin spin-off TV show coming, as everybody probably already knows by the time that this episode's out. You said that the Penguin and the Riddler turn out to be pen pals. <laughs> and the Penguin gave the Riddler the information that got Falcone arrested. No. No, it doesn't happen. No, that's not the case at all. You said that the Penguin feels betrayed by the Riddler for some reason, even though he gave him all the information that he needed and was aware of this, and then everything happened to plan, but the Penguin feels betrayed. Didn't understand why. I don't think I pressed you to explain why. You probably don't remember why he suddenly feels betrayed by the Riddler for some reason. And he's as revenge. I think Riddler's playing all sides of the fence, and he's also trying to like take down the Penguin and Falcone and all of them. So that's why he feels betrayed. I think that's yeah. What I was didn't going explain at. that in the episode. Maybe I didn't explain. Ah, uh, you said that as it revenge, doesn't matter because it doesn't happen. Doesn't in the happen movie. in the movie. Nothing like it happens in the movie. You said that as revenge, the Penguin gives the police the Riddler's real name, but it's not actually his real name, so nope. it's not useful. <laughs> Well, it's funny, right? It's because a tangent that went nowhere. He uh, he has two IDs. IDs, and they're like, which one's yours? I did think that. Yeah. Which one's real? And one was Edward Nashton, and the other one was like- I don't Some know, random name. Some random name that's not important. You said that the Riddler starts televising his speeches, and some of the citizens of Gotham start to see him as a hero. That's true. I mean, it was happening the whole way through yes. the movie at this point, but yeah, it's very much true. You said that the Riddler identifies that Bruce Wayne is really Batman and targets Bruce Wayne for his previous sins. Now, here we go. This is the biggest debate that I have watching the movie. I've seen the movie. This was my fifth time watching the movie. To this day, I still don't know if the Riddler knows if Batman is Bruce Wayne or not. It's, it's left open. I think, I think you can take it as he does know. You can take it as he doesn't know. The movie at this point or up until the end is leading us to believe that he knows yes. that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Now, at the end, it's up to, I guess, the audience. I'll just say for me, I think he doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I know you're different. Well, you I gave you does. points for saying that he does work it out because it's very strongly, like you said, suggest in the movie that he knows who he is. That's what the movie leads us to believe. At yes. Least. And at the end, it's like left open. Does he actually yes. or does he not? So it could go either way, depending on your interpretation. Yeah. But the thing that really cemented it for me and the thing that the reason that I gave you points for it was because in the Riddler's hideout. Take the points. In the Riddler's hideout, there's a picture of uh, Bruce Wayne next to a picture that says, who is the Batman? Yeah. Like, there's a newspaper article, the headline says, who is the Batman, with a picture of Batman, and then right next to it, there's a picture of Bruce Wayne, so I'm like, well, clearly he knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he just didn't have enough room in his wall, he's like, I'll put this Bruce yeah. Wayne picture oh, next to the Batman. But what the, thing, the funny thing is, like, Batman in that scene, there's a whole bunch of policemen in the room as well, mm. and they're all looking at all this evidence, and Batman glances over at, like, this... <laughs> This clearly, you know, he sees like, oh, the Riddler has worked out that I'm Bruce Wayne. And he's like, eyes are darting desperately around the room, hoping he does, that the police don't know. He does the cartoon thing where he draws a mustache on himself as Bruce Wayne. is like, who's this guy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And also when the in the next scene, when Batman confronts the, the Riddler in the interrogation room, uh, the, the Riddler very creepily is going, Bruce Wayne. And then like, <laughs> Batman's like glancing up at the security yes. cameras thinking like, am I going to trouble for this? <laughs> Love that. But then, like, uh, the Riddler's like, Bruce Wayne. It's a shame we couldn't get him, right? But then he goes on to say, like, I see who you really are, and that's Batman, leading me to believe, like, oh, I don't care that you're Bruce Wayne. I can, We can work together with you as Batman, and you'll be more useful as Batman yes. than I would be taking down Bruce Wayne. So I can pretend like I don't know who you are, and it's all above board, and I'm just going to use you. We're going to work together with you as Batman, and I'm happy to look over the fact that you're Bruce Wayne. I won't tell anybody, basically. Mm -hmm. Is my inference there? Again, I could be misinterpreting the scene, and he could just actually not know that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I kind of take it like we, we're led to believe he knows, and then the twist is he never worked it out. 
But and like I, I said, I don't think he cares what Batman, and it's sort of similar to what you think. I don't think yeah. he cares who Batman's identity is. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I think he didn't think that Bruce Wayne was him. Well, he's did a, he did a good job of tricking everybody into <laughs> thinking he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Yeah, but it's up to the audience, yeah. I guess. Like I said, I gave you, you I gave you points for that either way because that was my interpretation. Uh, I go back and forth on it all the time every time I watch the movie, but you know, mm. it's all there. I give you points for the same thing, by the yeah. way, and my justification is the movie is telling us that at the point. Sure. Like, okay. Cool. Now, you said that Batman solves a riddle related to Noah's Ark and realizes <laughs> that the Riddler is planning to flood Gotham City. Well, the flooding aspect is, of course, dead on the money, but the Noah's Ark thing is, is Look, not a fact. You've got to appreciate that I tried to write my own riddles for this prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of them were None true, of them were- Which they never were going related to Related to what was in the movie. But at least I threw that in there as a little bit of a spice to my plot. Yeah. Well, that was quite nice. I did enjoy that. Um, what was the other thing I was just thinking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, in your plot- Batman works out that the Riddler is going to flood the city from yes. like a, a riddle that he leaves. In the actual movie, <laughs> Batman just tears up his carpet and the Riddler has a full map of Gotham City scratched into his uh, floorboards with little blinky lights yes. representing the bomb for, <laughs> I guess, his own benefit. He's theatrical. He's like, I like I like this. It looks nice, but I'm going to cover well, it up. Well, I guess the movie thing. is saying he's leaving it for Batman. So, right? I was a little bit sort of like, well, that's a bit silly the first time I watched the movie, but re-watching it a couple of times, he does do it for the benefit of his uh, 500 followers, mm -hmm. the Riddler, that is. So, he has like an online audience uh, who, who, was it 50 followers or 500? I can't remember the number, but he's got like a community of people that follow him. But he, he unveils the, the map with the, the blinking lights on it on his floor to his followers. I'm like, well, of course you're going to do so, like a big spectacle for them. And then, of course, cover it up so nobody else finds it. But then, of course, the Batman works it out from the the, yeah. the carpet folder that he uses as a weapon. That yeah. The the map is underneath the but, carpet. But he wants to work with the Batman, so he wants True. the Batman to find it as well. Yes. So, there's that element also. Yes, yes. That's to impress true. the Batman with his lights. But mind you, uh, the Riddler had already had a falling out with Batman by the point that Batman found this this plan. Yeah, but he already had, he already had the map uh, made and he was in jail when they true. had the falling out. True, so. true. That's true. Back to your prediction. You said that the Riddler is arrested in a diner but doesn't put up much of a struggle and Batman visits the Riddler in jail and screams at him to reveal his master plans and the Riddler says that he and Batman are pretty much the same person. That's all pretty much on yeah. the money. Yeah. That's all on the money. You said that the Riddler plans to flood Gotham from his jail cell and the people who sympathise with the Riddler along with the Joker and the Penguin's goons all storm the police station in an attempt to free the Riddler. It doesn't quite happen, doesn't but that happen, element is there. But there is an element there that you got correct. There are people who sympathise with the Riddler who end up working for him. That's about as close as you get to the actual movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to lay on that point, I kind of saw it as like... Storming the Capitol, like Wall Street uh, yeah. riots, like that kind of thing, which is an element. But I guess what I didn't predict is it it was more organized than what I thought it would be. Yes, that yeah, element absolutely. of the movie. Do you know what I mean? It's also very similar to the Joker, as in the movie. Yes. Joker. So, I guess you could be inspired by that as well. I think we both were, right? Yes. So, you said that the Batman and Catwoman work out that the Riddler is planning to blow up a reservoir, and then they work out from the Riddler's clues. He's very nice to leave all these very elaborate clues <laughs> for them. They work out the location of the bombs, so... I had more riddles than the movie. <laughs> yes. So, Batman and Catwoman go to each location, beating up the Penguins thugs who are guarding the bombs. Mm -hmm. 
That doesn't happen in the movie. No. He's not successful with finding any of the bombs, and Catwoman is sort of just, like, trying to leave the city at this point. Yep. Uh, Now, something else that I found interesting. How would you like to be one of the Penguin's thugs who you're like, I've got a job for you, Matty D, Uh, thug Matty D. Yes. I want you to guard this bomb. (laughs) Sure, that sounds like a fun job. (laughs) What a shit job that is. Stand next to this bomb until it goes off. (laughs) Okay, boss. Anything you say. Hey, they're expendable. Yeah, but I like that they actually agreed to do it. Well, and if Batman if Batman and Catwoman turn up, you're going to have to fight them until the bomb goes <laughs> yes. off. So back at the police station, which is apparently being raided by all these different factions, uh, the police all leave because they're like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And they all leave. And the Riddler stabs the penguin in the eye for some reason. An eye for an eye. Uh, well, what did the penguin do? Uh, he betrayed him early on, right? No. And also... According to your plot, it was uh, the Riddler who betrayed the Penguin. Yeah, I can't remember what I said, but I think I was trying to infer that. There was no no point where the the, Maybe uh, the Penguins... Maybe I was like... Maybe I was thinking like the Penguin would have snitched on the Riddler, but I didn't say it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't happen in the movie. It was just a cool idea that I had. Yeah. And it doesn't happen in the movie. Or it's just because the Riddler... Now, I'm just just justifying it now. The Riddler hates the Penguin because he's corrupt. Could be. Yeah. It's against corrupt Could figures. Well, you, you did say an eye for an eye, so what did the penguin do? His corruption deserves an eye. There you go. Yes. What he did to other people. Mind you, there is a scene almost exactly like this in the in season five of Fargo, which just Really? Ended. Yeah. Your eyes. No. As the Bible says, what is taken must be given. This for that. No. Quiet, rabbit. Quiet. Oh, please. Oh, there you go. Down to the whole eye for an eye. Cool. And yeah. I well, I just thought it. it'd be a cool idea because like Penguin has a monocle, like yeah. play on that. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I just wanted to insert that because I thought it'd be cool. Fair enough. Part so, of my plot that I wrote when I was like, yes. <laughs> so Batman and Catwoman do a shit job of preventing the bombs from blowing up, since they do anyway, and the reservoir floods the city. And you said that Catwoman leaves in the chaos. She does attempt to, but uh, she does, in the actual movie, she does uh, stay behind to help out Batman when yeah. he's in trouble. And at the end of the movie, she does leave as well, right? Correct. You said that Batman saves the citizens of Gotham from the flood, becoming a literal beacon of hope as he leads them to safety. That is a scene that exactly happens in the movie. It was in the trailer. It was in the trailer, yeah. a great job interpreting it. You said that most of the police have fled the city, but some didn't, and Batman becomes a hero of the city rather than just a vigilante. That was such a good call Thank because you. that was the journey of the movie. Gave you two points for Thanks, that buddy. excellent prediction, aside from the fact that the police didn't flee the city. The police no. did an admirable job of helping as much as they could. Now, because uh, it sounds like we're at the end of the movie, doesn't it? <laughs> that is the end of the movie. But Matty D's plot continues beyond this point, and uh, Batman works out that the Riddler's clues are pointing to the Gotham City orphanage, which Bruce lived in for some reason. So he doesn't actually ever live in the orphanage. I did, did I in say he lived movie. in the orphanage? You did. You said that. Uh, you, I thought it was just because they were both author- orphans. No, you said that Bruce Wayne grew up in this orphanage, and you said that the Riddler's clue was like going back to where it all began for Bruce. Why did I say that? I have no idea. It was wrong. But, okay, so here's the thing. As wrong as that was, this does actually happen in the movie earlier on. So he is led, so Batman is led by one of the Riddler's riddles to the orphanage where the Riddler grew up. Batman didn't live there, though. And there they watch like a footage uh, of the Thomas Wayne sort of suggesting that Thomas Wayne maybe, is corrupt. Yeah, maybe I meant to say Edward Nashton lived there and I said Bruce Wayne instead. I can't remember what my exact wording was. I take your word for it. That might have, might have said yeah. Bruce, but I, I, it's silly to think Bruce Wayne grew up in an orphanage. Yes, which I thought was weird listening back to that episode. But moving on, 
You said that Batman finds the Riddler in the orphanage. I guess he escaped from jail at this point because mm-hmm. all the police left. He could just walk out behind them. Well, he's already like hurt. He, he, I did say he escaped from jail, hurt the penguin and left, right? No, you just said he was in the jail and stabbed a penguin in the eye. That was the I, last time I we saw him. I said he escaped him. his jail cell, right? Yeah, he got out of his jail cell and went into the penguin's jail mm-hmm. cell. Yeah. Uh, but then apparently left the whole jail. But, you know, that's not unfeasible. Uh, so, yes, the Riddler, he's in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Presumably it's still flooded and he has Alfred Pennyworth as a hostage. <laughs> Ugh, ugh, yeah, not the case at all. Uh, he hurts Alfred. That's about as close yeah, as he, he gets. Blows him up. You said that the Riddler rants about how he and Batman are basically the same person and demands that Batman reveal himself to the public as Bruce Wayne. Otherwise, he will shoot Alfred in the head. Mm. Not the case at all. No. You said that the Riddler will not ask Batman to team up with him because you said you learnt your lesson. Oh, my God. How about that, you, eh? You've watched, like, uh, so many movies where you predicted <laughs> that the bad guy will ask the good guy to team up with him, and I kept saying, oh, that never happens, that never happens. So this time you said, okay, it's not going to happen uh, in this movie. And it happened yeah, in this movie. Listening to that episode, and we actually bring it up as well, and you are like, you were making fun of me for almost guessing, like, you were like, oh, do they team up in the movie? And yeah. it, t- it turns out that's a massive plot piece in this, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, Batman shuts down the Riddler straight away as, you know, there was there ever any doubt that the two would team up? But yeah, the Riddler sees himself as a vigilante, the same as Batman. Mm-hmm. And so the Riddler really thinks that when he meets Batman, Batman will be like, "Great job, buddy." But when he isn't, the Riddler is very upset and leads to some of the best overacting in the movie. <laughs> so you said that the Batman and the Riddler have a scuffle. But when the Batman doesn't kill the Riddler, the Riddler kills himself with a cyanide capsule, yes. ranting the whole time as he dies. Yes. Not the case in the movie. The Riddler nope. survives to to be in another movie. Presumably, he's going to team up with the Joker. Apparently, they're going to be they're going to be partners. I, I actually kind of want to see that, but it's not something we haven't seen before in other Batman movies. So I won't be too sad if they don't actually do it. You said uh, finally, we're finally at the end of Matty mm-hmm. D's plot prediction. You said that the Batman decides to help fund the restoration of Gotham City, and the Joker's goons are robbed by Catwoman, and Batman turns up to punch them in the face. So. I guess maybe he does decide to fund the restoration of Gotham City. He's certainly helping out on the ground level, but we we're never yeah, directly told. I, I thought this. I thought one of the story arcs of this movie was going to be Batman learning to be both Bruce Wayne and Batman, which is sort of true, sort of, but not in the we way don't I see thought it, it was going to happen. Yeah. So by the end of the movie, Batman learns that he shouldn't be focusing on street level crime. And focusing on, like, just being a vigilante. Or just being vengeance, And striking fear into the people's hearts. He should be a hero of the people and should help people out. Which, mind you, is something you went into in depth. So, I'm so glad you talked about that because that was a really good prediction. It's the case in the movie. So, I guess we could presume that after the events of the movie, Batman, as Bruce Wayne, becomes more of a philanthropist. Pushed, of course, by Bella Real, who Mm -hmm. is now the mayor, to help out people and help restore Gotham um, after these floods. But, like I said, we don't see this. Very much after the whole flood scene and after um, the the Riddlers are prevented from basically murdering everybody in Gotham Square Garden, uh, the movie ends. It's just like, all right, done. Yes. I'm a hero now. Done. Movie over. Yeah. And it didn't need to be any longer than, no. it, than it was. No. Uh, even it though was I watched, quite long. Even though I watched uh, a version that was seven minutes longer. <laughs> but yes. All right. So... With all that in mind, how well do you think you did, Big D? Look, even though you're poking little little things about my plot, I think I did quite Rightfully well. Rightfully so. I think I did quite well. Yeah. I don't know how much, but I'm happy with my prediction. So you got a total of 86.5 points, Holy making fuck. this the best prediction you've ever done. What? Well done, Big That's D. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You've beaten your high score. Oh, I'm happy with that. I'm more, I'm more than happy with that now. Yeah. 
for the first time in weeks, I think, yes, you should be happy with that one. Because you, you get like 25 and you'll go, I'm happy with that. I'm, yeah. happy. I'm like, you shouldn't be happy with that. 86.5, definitely should be happy with that. <laughs> given, like I said, that's the best prediction you've ever done on this show. Okay, I take it all back. You could pay- poke holes in my plot. I'm happy with 86. Well, like I said, I was only going to stuff that I thought was amusing or interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't going into every single little detail. And you're we'd quite- be here all day if yes. I went into everything you and said. And you're quite right. There was like weird little chunks that I kind of got right, but not in the right way. It was yes. like a puzzle where all the pieces were not in the right place. Mm. By no, stretch, them in together. by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that I was any closer to the movie mm. or was any sort of less convoluted than you were. <laughs> so let's get into it right let's now. Let's go into it, what you said in your prediction. Now, first mm. thing I want to say right off the bat is you mentioned when we were talking about the cast list and we're talking about the actors, you mentioned that Catwoman would have her mask at the start of the movie or in the burglary scene, but yeah. would be maskless throughout the whole movie. So I'll give you a point for that. You also mentioned that the Riddler would wear his suit, but it would be in, in lighting. And when I say his suit, his big mask and his- Yeah, his overalls. combat suit. We would see it in bad lighting or we'd see bits and pieces of it, but it wouldn't yeah. be like a mainstay in the plot. So we wouldn't like, see it in full light is basically what exactly. else. Exactly. It would be in the darkness. Exactly. And that would make it look cool. True. Yes, true. Indeed. So let's go I'm into your- I'm still a fan of this suit. Yes. I know you say in, in the original episode, look, you probably still hold it, up that- it-, it worked in the movie and I'm fine with it. I still don't love it, but it worked for what they were trying to do. Yeah. Like so. I said, if it was if he was wearing Jim Carrey style spandex, I, I think I would have had more problems with that. Of course, yeah. So- First thing you said is you thought this movie was going to open with Batman attacking the Nostalgia Critic and his gang. No, Melvin. Melvin, brother of the Joker. Oh, sorry. Doug Walker's alter ego. Yes. Melvin, brother of the Joker. Yes. I love that Doug Walker's in this movie. It's not actually him. <laughs> no, I know. It just looks like it him. It is him. You know, I think what happened- Even he here, claimed it was him. Yeah, exactly. I think what happened here is I think Batman saw Doug Walker's review of The Wall. Yes. And was just chased down- <laughs> Chased him down. Yeah, I think everyone wants to beat up Doug Walker after watching his wall review. We love your nostalgia critic. No, but anyway, don't. your movie opens up with this. You did have a little a gag about it starting with a flashback where Batman yeah. falls down the pit. When you actually start is this this fighting of the of the gang here. Uh, this is On the train, yep. Yes, uh, on the train platform, I believe you say, which yes. is accurate. This scene is in the trailer as well as the movie. How well, it, uh, However, it's not the film's opener, but you correctly call this scene regardless. Yeah. My next point is you guessed that the flight scene would take place on a train platform. Yeah. Congratulations, it does. I yeah, didn't guess that. Lot. Yes, it's not a parking lot. You said that the gang would be arrested and Bruce would retire back to Wayne Manor and watch the outcome of his crusades on TV. Alfred would tell Bruce that he that Batman is becoming a celebrity. Yep. That line is in the trailer. Uh, he doesn't really watch his crusades on TV, but that's kind of implied in, in the he world. He's watching TV. He was watching TV. He was watching the news. He was talking about the the murder of Mayor Don Mitchell. Yes, yes. And then they mentioned his parents and he turns off the soundtrack to (laughs) to pay attention. Did you notice that? Turns off the what? The soundtrack. He turns off the soundtrack. (laughs) He's he's listening to Nirvana. Yeah, he was. Because he was an emo. Because there, uh, something in the way the Nirvana song that was in the trailer and used very well in the movie was playing. It was scoring the background of the scene, and mm. then like when the the news report mentioned his parents, he leans over and turns the volume down on like a speaker, and the Nirvana fades out. I'm like, wait, so he was listening to that? <laughs> Man of good tastes, right? Yeah. I mean, I love the soundtrack to this Well, he's movie. an emo guy, so of course, that's why he's <laughs> yes. listening to Nirvana. Uh, anyway, you said that this is the second year of Batmaning, that Bruce Wayne has been that's Batman true. for. That is true. And you said he uses it as an outlet for his grief and insomnia. Also true. Yep. Points for that. You thought that he would still have his playboy persona, but that he'd mm. be more of a drunk uh, as Bruce Wayne. 
not really the case in the movie. I mean, no. does he drink in the movie? I don't. I don't think he does. He's a recluse. He's an insomniac. No, he doesn't actually drink in the movie. But he is not really being Bruce Wayne at all. Yeah, that's right. You guessed that Oswald Cobblepot is a member of Falcone's crime family. Congratulations. You said that Oswald would be nicknamed the Penguin, which he begrudgingly accepts. Now, there's no scene in which we can see this happening. But uh, as I said before, Matt Reeves confirms that he doesn't like the name. So, I actually give you two points for that. Oh, there you go. Because in the law, I guess he doesn't like the name. Uh, You said that the Penguin would run a dingy nightclub called the Iceberg Lounge, and it would be a meeting place for Falcone and other mobsters, which I give you two points for. That's exactly the case. You said that the Penguin rose up the ranks uh, after Maroney got arrested, and that he is Falcone's lieutenant. In the movie, it is that's the case. case. That's true. Um, I I found it interesting because I think in your prediction, a lot of what you guess Penguin to do is more what Falcone Falcone does. Yeah, it's interesting because I didn't mention Falcone really at all in my plot. No, well, didn't you? And neither did you really. I had I had had more mentions than I did. Yeah, like you didn't. Given how given how much Falcone was in the fucking movie, (laughs) it's both. It's very surprising that neither of us really went into detail in what Falcone was doing. He he wasn't really a big presence in the trailers, and uh, um, I guess that's what led us astray. But he's pretty much a big player in the middle part of this movie. Yeah, and we'll talk all about that after we've mm. gone through my predictions, because I have thoughts on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you thought it was Penguin that took down Maroney and ended up, like, you know, assisting the family in running Gotham. Yeah. It's actually Falcone, Falcone that yeah. does it. So, But I give you a point for that, because although not completely true, it, it is. It was involved. It was pretty much the case. You said that Selena Kyle would work at the Iceberg Lounge, which is 100% true. She yep. does. You said that she would despise the penguin, but be nice to his face, which is also yep. true. You said, uh, yeah, it, it's true because in a sense, she's putting on a character when she's in an Iceberg Lounge. She's pretending to be one of the working girls yeah. and be nice to everybody. So that's true. Um, you go into this later, but you guess that Selena's objective was to rescue her friend who and missing, yeah. which is possibly the best call of your entire plot since there was no information that yeah. that was going to happen. Uh, in comics and in the law, she has a friend and, and you know- A friend. A, fr- a friend in quotation marks. Yeah. So you could kind of guess that, but that was not in any of the trailers. No. That was not in any of the notes or anything like that. The nope. fact that you called it and the fact that it was such a big part of the movie, I commend you for that. Yeah. So you've gotten a series of two points, um, six in total there for that entire- prediction. Yeah, it was not bad at all. I remember listening back and going, wow, I actually said that. Yes, well done. I remember in the movie being surprised that it actually happened too. Because I was like, she needs a motivation. She can't just be a (laughs) flat out cat burglar. Yeah. Like in Maddie D's plot. Yeah. She needs some motivation. So I just sort of like loosely worked in, oh, she's looking for a friend that's gone missing. She suspects the penguin's involved, which turned out that was the case. turned out to be the case. Look at that. Big part of the movie too. So it's at this point in your movie where you introduce the murder of Mayor Mitchell. You describe- Yeah. Your description of the death is more accurate than mine. You said that- And I even used his name. You did, yes. You you said that he would be brutally killed- uh, I said with an ice pick. an ice pick. Now, in the movie, it is a carpet remover. I don't blame you for getting that. Carpet folder. Right, right. Which is like an, a, a clue that's left later on in the movie. Yeah, that's right. But essentially, you got the killing correct. Uh, you the placement of this scene of we've said it before it happens at the start of the movie. So you you mm. see it. You saw it happening later on, but you kind of guess. I think I was more so giving background character on all those characters I mentioned before, rather than saying, okay, we're going to see a scene of this, right. see a scene of that. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. more so describing the characters. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't but you, matter. But you had all the Batman fighting stuff. But anyway, yeah, that's doesn't true, matter. But you, call, you call this scene pretty well. Then you jump to the scene where the police and Jim Gordon arrive to the crime scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Since the mansion is now a crime scene, since the, man, the mm-hmm. mayor is dead. Uh, you describe that the mayor has his face taped with no more lies written on it. And the newspaper clippings that surround his house have been all graffitied by the Riddler. How did I know he was the mayor? I guess you read it in the bio. Nope. I worked it out from his house. Oh, congratulations. Oh, I'll give you an extra Wasn't point in the bio. for that. There was no bio on, you know, Mayor yeah. uh, Don Mitchell. They didn't say it in any of the trailers? No, they didn't, did they? Nope. Okay. I'll throw you a bonus point for that because I guess- I'll th- I throw you a bonus p- too because I guess there was no- Because in the that. background in the trailer, there was a poster way in the background that yes. said, uh, Mayor Mitchell does it again. Yeah. And it also said that Mayor Mitchell uh, takes down uh, Maroney crime family. Right. Well, good, good guess. Uh, good like, detective work. Greatest detective in yeah. podcasting city. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, other- otherwise, I give you points for that because that's true. We see it in the trailer, though. This whole scene where that—that's the most prominent scene in the tr- in the trailer was the investigation yeah. in the crime scene. He said that when Batman arrives, he receives a letter addressed to him. It contains. The contents being a riddle, which the answer mm. is he lies still. Yep. I give you a point for that because we did cheat. Apparently, my guess was only worth half a point, but I'm not going to well, complain if you said, about it. If you actually wrote down and said what the, <laughs> the answer actually was, then I would have given you a full just point. a little bit of Maddie, di- Maddie dyslexia going yes. on there. Uh, you said that Pete Savage would deliver a oh, press conference at, at the crime scene. Oh. Yes. I give you a point because it's in the trailer, but I have to say I called the wrong person giving the press conference. Yeah. So, congratulations yeah. for, for guessing him. You said that... The Riddler uh, has been active for about two years, but he's only attacked low-level criminals. Now- also, how did I know that Pete Savage was the commissioner? Because uh, he was given the press conference. I guessed from the trailer. Congratulations. There you go. Well done. Uh, so, you said that the Riddler has been active for two years, but he's only been attacking low-level criminals. Now, in the movie, there's no indication that the Riddler mm. has any history before So, Mayor Mitchell man. is the first victim of the Riddler. Yeah. So, I can't give you any points for that. No. That's something you and I both guessed. We both thought he was, like, doing stuff before this point. Yes. But he just went unnoticed. Now, you said that the Riddler is watching this press conference from the back. Now, actually, it's funny. You should say it's this Batman. because it's- Bruce Wayne, who's doing that. So you're very close, but yeah. not, not quite well, right. Well, we don't know that the, the Riddler wasn't there. He could have been. He what, could have been there in the crowd. He was, he was around there somewhere. Now, you correctly guessed that Selena attempts to break into the mayor's house and crack a safe. Now, she does break into the house, but she tries yeah. to open a safe and steal some stuff, leading to a fight scene between Batman and Catwoman. Give you points for that. Again, I got the location you correct. You get the location correct. And also- Some like, of the, the circumstances the, correct. Some of the circumstances. Like, the setup is all correct. Like, she, she's stealing money. In the movie, there's more to it than that, but yes. at the time, we think she's, she's just trying robbing. to steal her friend uh, Annika's passport. Yes, because Mitchell is a dirtbag and he's essentially holding this woman against her will by stealing her passport so she can't leave. Now, you said that Selena reveals that the mayor was corrupt and taking bribes from the penguin and the penguin used the mayor to take down Maroney. Look at this. True, unless you switch out Penguin for Falcone. Falcone. So, I can't give you total points for that, but I give you like half points for that because it is true, but it's the wrong character. Now, we both guessed that Catwoman would steal from the rich to give to the poor. Uh, There is a monologue in the movie where she hints to that motivation of corruption and privilege and blah, 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 but that's not a case in the movie. No. She's uh, she's, she's very much self-serving in yeah, the movie. Yeah, she's just out for herself for the most ca- yeah, for the most point. She's but, trying to find her friend Annika. But also her, her main motivation. friend. And then um, when, when uh, of course, Annika turns up dead, she's just like, well, I'm going to rob the penguin then. Which you also guessed, but I get into that in a second. Okay. Now, you next mentioned the funeral scene in which Bruce attends. 
Funnily enough, you thought that Selena Carr would be there because you thought you saw her in yeah. the trailer, which you're not alone there because Bruce Wayne does as well. Yeah. He mistakes for Falcone's wife as Selena and actually goes or up mistress, to talk to her. whoever she is. Or whoever she is. But I thought that was funny because it's kind of it's not yeah. a, it's not the case in the movie, but it's implied in the movie. So the woman you thought was Selena. Well, she's wearing the same boots as Catwoman was <laughs> in a previous scene, so of course I'm going to think that. Yeah, so I'll give you like half a point for that because I thought it was funny, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and, you know, you and Bruce Wayne thought the same thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, Bella Royale, who is Real. running- What's that? Bella Royale. Royale? Yeah. Okay. It's like real, because remember her poster real. was real change. Oh. It was real change. That's cool. Okay, well, Bella Real, uh, who was running for mayor at this point, she tries to encourage Bruce to do more for the community. I'll give you a point for that yeah. because it's in the trailer. Congratulations for saying she's running for mayor, by the way. Yep. Uh, and, and what? And actually using her character name? <laughs> and actually using her character's name. Look uh, at that. You said that seeing the mayor's child and family mm. reminds Bruce of his past, which I give you two points for. Yeah. I mean, it's in the trailer, but I think they go into it in the movie. It's worth two points. You said that Jim Gordon would speak to Mackenzie Brock, saying yep. that- I used that character's name as well. Congratulations. Look at this. You said that uh, they're, they're having a conversation saying Gil Colson is missing. Which I said was the DA you, as which well. Which you said is the DA. But you said that the two aren't worried because Colson is known for disappearing into Gotham's underbelly and yes. going on benders, which is 100% the case. So, yes. points for that. Look at this. You said that Colson is corrupt. Look at this details. Getting <laughs> details that are actually in the movie. You said that Colson is corrupt and he uses his powers to help Falcone. I'll give you two yep. points. He does. There you go. I think he's less slimy than both you and I thought he was. I mean, he is corrupt, but he kind of seems slimy. like- He is, but he kind of seems like he's backed into a wall for most of the movie. Yeah. You said that a four-wheel drive- He's also a drug addict. Yes. You said that a four-wheel drive graffitied in Riddler markings would smash through the funeral, nearly taking out the mayor's son, who is saved by Bruce Wayne. Give you points there. It's in the trailer, but you called it correctly. Yep. You said that Coulson would appear out of the truck with his mouth taped, a bomb around his neck, and a phone attached to his hand. Correct. Again, we see it in the trailer, but that mm-hmm. is what happens. Uh, I want to commend you here because I personally, I said this before, I personally struggled with how it would go from Bruce Wayne being in the church to Batman being in the church. Your reasoning was correct. He leaves, get changed, and comes back. Yes. Uh, in the movie, what sort of happens is this all happens and, and the police evacuates everybody, which would include Bruce Wayne, and then he comes back as the Batman, so it makes yep. more sense in the movie. But I give you points for that anyway. You said that Batman orders the police and the guests of the funeral to leave. Now, that's not the case. They've already left. And speaks to the Riddler on video chat through the phone that's taped to Coulson's hand. You correctly- yeah, So he didn't you, just steal Coulson's phone no. from his corpse. No, 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 no. Again, I just didn't know how it could go from- like, it just didn't seem realistic to me that, like, Coulson's there the entire time, but apparently that happened in the movie, so I should have guessed that, which you did. Yeah. Uh, you correctly stated that this is the first time the Riddler and Batman meet via video call. Yeah, the first time they speak yes. with each other. Yes. yes. So, I mean, they see each other, but yeah. I like to imagine, because it was hours later, the Riddler's just sitting there with the phone I ringing. Know. He's just sitting there on the phone. And, like, he starts making some dinner, <laughs> and then he finally sits down on the toilet. He's like, I'll go to the toilet. And that's when Batman answers. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll angle it so you can't see that I'm on the toilet. <laughs> he's I been put on hold. Bro. <laughs> I was just pooping. I mean. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Flush. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the Riddler was doing something else when Batman answers the phone. Because you see like him walk on t- into the frame. Yeah, yeah. He's making his floor map. Yeah. With his lights. Presumably. Now, you said that- and Now, you said the Riddler would say that Mitchell and Coulson is corrupt. This is true. He, yep. gives, uh, he gives a cryptic riddle and blows Coulson up, pushing Batman to the other side of the room. This is accurate. Yeah. The only How thing- How did Batman not get hurt at all by that yeah, I know. <laughs> his face isn't covered. He's so close. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of uh, creative licensing with the Batman suit. I mean, the fact yeah. that you can shoot at it and it doesn't, you know. Yeah, well, the Bat suit is presumably armoured. Yeah. But his face isn't. No. And his little, unless it's made out of Kevlar, his little cowl isn't bulletproof. <laughs> yes. Or bomb-proof. Yes, yes. So, you, you correctly guessed this. Again, we see it in the trailers. But the only thing you didn't guess is that you thought that they weren't going to solve the riddle, which in the movie they do solve. Oh, actually, you thought- that they would solve the riddle, but in the movie they don't solve the riddle because Coulson refuses to give the number that he was bribed with. Yeah. A little detail, but you got it right otherwise. You said that Batman meets with Catwoman and asks for well, her- Well, given that I was so close to the fa- scene- Yeah, no, I give you points that's anyway. splitting hairs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Batman meets with Catwoman and asks for her help in finding the Riddler. She accepts on the condition that Batman helps her getting to the bottom of her friend's disappearance and she mm. suspects the the penguin is involved. I give you two points. Yeah. That's crazy that you got this right. I was so impressed that you called this plot in the movie, this subplot in the movie. You said that Batman confronts Penguin uh, about it in the Iceberg Lounge. The Penguin denies knowing anything about this and it leads to an action scene with Penguin's goons. Uh, in the movie, Batman sees a blackmail photo of the- a blackmail of, photo of that the, the Riddler took of Mayor Mitchell exiting the club with one of the girls, which causes him to investigate the Iceberg Lounge. Otherwise, you're correct that Batman enters the Iceberg Lounge questions and fights the goons. Yeah. And all sorts. But the, the context is a little, yeah, yeah. A little not right. Uh, you said he gets Catwoman to help him. But her main motivation is to find out what happened to her friend. 100% correct there. You said that the penguin would uh, get away, which, you know, he does. It's sort of like two scenes. It's a different scene, yeah. Yeah, you've got two scenes there. The scene where he meets Penguin for the first time and the scene where they meet him in the docks and he flees. Yeah, the drug operation. Yeah. Now, you thought that the Batman would be a fugitive at this point and be framed for a crime he didn't commit uh, through the Penguin's influence with the police. The Batman does become a suspect through the Riddler's constant references to him. And it's around this point that he has to flee the uh, police station and they're all shooting at him. So I'll give you two points because he is a fugitive. Uh, The police are after him. Uh, You said that Catwoman and Batman would track the Penguin down to a dock. It is here revealed that Catwoman's friend was killed by the Penguin and thrown into the water, into the Gotham Lake. They didn't get that far. No. They didn't get as far as throwing her. They were about to. They were just carrying her around. I guess they were about to throw it in the water. Yeah, yeah. You said it's going to be revealed with Penguin talking to his henchmen. Also, how long was she dead for? Did they just have her there for days, dead? I, g- I in guess a bag? so. I guess and that like, makes we'll it get around to throwing it down. Well, they've been very busy. There's been a lot yeah. going on <laughs> with the drop. Well, yeah. Was she alive somewhere just, you know, tied up until they finally decided to kill her? Well, well, we hear her die. Yes, that's true. Uh, they, str- so, uh, they strangle her. So, Falcone strangles her. So, we know she's dead. Uh, so, they're not holding her captive and then killing her. So, she has to be dead for for a, a while. while. Yeah. I mean, certainly she's been dead through the whole course of this movie. Well, we do see her alive at the start of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. And then she's kidnapped um, when, when Catwoman goes to Mayor Don Mitchell Jr.'s house. Yes. So, about that time frame there. Yeah. But yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. I'm pretty close. Say, pretty yeah. close to what actually happened in the movie. Yeah. In, in the movie, there are some differences here. In the movie, it's Gordon and Batman that go to the dock, and Selena just happens to arrive there, too. Yeah. They're not working together at this stage. Uh, and again, they find uh, the Selena's friend's dead body in Annika, the car. Yeah. yeah, Annika's dead body. And at the time, it's thought that Penguin may have had her killed. Actually, it's Falcone who kills her. So, yeah. not quite there, but enough points uh, to- be proud of. Uh, Batman and Catwoman fight Penguin's goons. Batman chases Penguin in a car. There's a lot of explosions. In the Batmobile. In the Batmobile. Yeah. Well, Penguin's car, Batman chases yep. him in the Batmobile. 
There are a lot of explosions crashing near misses. Batman will plow into the car, into Penguin's car. That causes Penguin's car to flip in the, and creating the most iconic shot in the movie where Batman approaches Penguin in the smoke. I give you sets of points or there. Or he walks when he's upside down in his car. That's right. So I'll give you points there. Stuff we see in the trailer, but you correctly yes. identified it in, in the movie. Catwoman- Again, I was closer to <laughs> than what were, you described. You Catwoman, who is, here at this, who, is, who is here in your plot in the movie, she's actually ran off with Falcone's money. She insists- that Batman kills the Penguin, but Batman is very much against it. Uh, a lot of what you think happens to the Penguin actually happens to Falcone that yes. happens later on in the movie. So, you're so so very close. Yes. Um, if only I'd worked Falcone in more, I might have been closer. <laughs> yes. So, that does happen later on, not at this point, but it does happen to Falcone. So, I'm giving you sort of half Falcone. points here, Falcone, yes. And uh, you mentioned that the Penguin is arrested at this point. He is captured, but they kind of just let him go free with handcuffs. They don't actually arrest yeah. him at, a point, at that point in the movie. Because they're working outside of the books. Yes. Yes. Outside the law, I should say. Now, you said- Off that- the books. <laughs> yes. Now, you said- that Savage would be sniped by the Riddler. In the movie, this happens to Falcone after he gets quote-unquote arrested. Yeah. However, the Riddler does kill Savage by trapping him in like a saw-like head rat, rat yeah, maze. Yeah, rat seed his face. And it, that's broadcast to Gotham's news outlets there, so I'll give you half points there. Uh, you said that Savage is corrupt, so I'll give you a point. Yep. He is. You said that Savage- is- And he actually appears in my plot. He does. Look at that. Yeah, congratulations. So, you said that with Savage's death, Gordon gets promoted- to commissioner, like the nemesis system in Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, like, everyone dies and just Jim just, like- uh, Goes up the ranks. Goes yeah. up the ranks. I give you points for that. That does happen. You said that the Riddler works out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and blames Bruce Wayne for his part in Gotham's corruption. Uh, this is a point of contention. We already yeah. spoke about it, whether whether he is or he isn't. Quite like in your plot, there are elements there that are correct. Well- but it's more know, complicated than we sort of laid out. It's debatable whether he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I give you two points because I the, did too. the movie is suggesting that he is. Yeah. Or he knows it at this point. So, it's worth two points. And uh, he does blame Bruce Wayne's uh, sort of involvement in the corrupt sort of yeah, uh, yeah. Gotham City. I, I go into it a little later, but you really- The I, sins of the father, I, blah, 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 identi- blah. You identify Riddler's motivation really well. Now, you said that- Batman and Alfred would go over all of Riddler's clues, realizing he was cryptically trying to tell Batman who he was the entire time, feeling it's only fair that if Riddler knew his identity, Batman should know his. Uh, it's not really a case in no. the movie. I mean, he doesn't care if Batman knows who he is. He gives himself up freely, but there's not that element in the movie. You said that Batman works out that the Riddler is Edward Nashton. You said he was a forensic investigator who is an orphan. He is an orphan. Uh, you're right with everything except the job. He was a forensic accountant. Yeah, at least forensics movie. in the title. Yes. I mean, it's a very different job. Yes. Uh, it's funny because it's exactly what happened in Gotham. Like, Riddler was a forensic investigator in Gotham, oh, much like Dexter. So Again, it's funny I, that- I didn't watch Gotham. I only watched one episode. And it was so bad, I didn't want to watch another well, one. Well, it's in the first episode. Maybe you didn't I didn't watch the first episode. He's, I watched he's- the one where the balloon man was the bad guy. Yeah. And his whole way of killing people is he ties <laughs> balloons to them and they float <laughs> up into the sky. And just drop. And I drop, remember that yeah. episode. Uh, where are we? Okay. You were congratulating me on how yes. close I was to yes. getting the Riddler's background. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you called the Riddler's background except for the job, which you know doesn't really play a part. I got in the movie half right anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah doesn't half impact points, the movie yeah. at all. Uh, they track Edward to a diner and he gives up no fight while being arrested. I'll give you point there. That's in the trailer. You said that Edward would give a we're not so different monologue whilst in a yes. holding cell and reveal that they're both orphans and have that kind of conversation. Give yes. you points there. That does happen. Well, interestingly enough, Batman, the Riddler and Catwoman are all sort of like 
different sides of the same coin. Yeah. They all have the same upbringing. They all have the same tragic past. Mm. And they all become different people because of it. Yeah. All three of them vigilantes as well, oh, pretty I much. I didn't think about, yeah, Catwoman does have the same history as them too. That's a really interesting yes. motif there. Cool. I didn't think about it before now. It's one of the themes in the movie. Yeah. Another good call was that you said that Thomas Wayne owned the orphanage that Edward grew up in. Yep. So, he was always jealous of Bruce Wayne. Now, this is true. In the movie, once Thomas Wayne dies, the orphanage gets neglected, which leads to yes. Riddler's disillusionment. But his hatred for Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne's privilege is very much addressed in the holding cell scene. So, I'll give you two points for that. Every year, one of the babies dies because of the cold. Yeah. I mean, I think you said that he kind of looked at Bruce Wayne and was just like, look at this stuck up guy. But in the movie, it was more that the orphanage went into disrepair and then he hates like the privilege of the Waynes. Well, he also hated that everyone was like, look at poor orphan Bruce Wayne living up in his high ivory tower. Which was a cool element of the movie. Yeah. He said that the Riddler reveals that Thomas Wayne was involved in corruption and organized crime. It's a little bit more complex in the movie yeah. uh, with Thomas Wayne kind of- All he did was be a good doctor. And he uh, helped Falcone when Falcone was shot. Yes. And then somehow they had some sort of relationship where he was trying to get back at a reporter and it became this very convoluted scene that didn't so really go anywhere. I knew this. I knew this from the comics going in. Right. I, th- I had this in my mind before predicting the pr- before predicting the plot, but then I was like, "They're not going to do this. This is way too convoluted and confusing, and they're just going to make you know that it it adds too many shades of grey with Thomas Wayne." But there it is. Yeah, there it's it in is. the movie. So, uh, but uh, again, uh, to go back to your plot, I give you two points there because it is true. He's with organized crime, and you yeah. predicted it better than me, so I think it deserves two points. You said that the Riddler cryptically tells Batman about his master plan, what's going to happen, but refuses to give Batman any information, give you two points, that is the case. You mentioned, quite like me, that the Riddler inspired people to dress like him and act as a terrorist group dressing in the Riddler's costume. You didn't say that at all. I inferred it. Uh, (laughs) By inferring it, you mean by not saying it. I looked at my notes and I had written it down in my notes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't believe you. Yes. I. Well, you know, we both both got that right. Let's move on and uh, look at the positives. Uh, I got we're not going right. to have a, not gonna have right a fight. You. Yes. So I. You mentioned that the Joker's men and the Penguin's men were also helping the Riddler. Yes. So. Not the case in the movie. In the movie, it's way more organized with the with the Riddler having a community. Um, yeah, he's got followers on his social actually, media. He actually gives instructions there. So to your point, I give you two points for this because it's right. Firstly, but yes. also. I kind of saw it like, you know, what what happened in The Joker, I guess, more so, where yes. people were inspired by him and acting out where he's yeah, not yeah. really a leader. You but, were close, but not as close as I was. Yeah, but you kind of were saying that they were, like, working for him in a, in a, in a more... more I a refer to them as the Riddlers because they dress the same as him. Yes. So, and that's the case in the movie. Yes. Uh, the Riddlers, as you call them. <laughs> I love that name. That's I pretty love much that what they are in the movie. They detonate several key points across uh, the harbour. The seawall. Yeah, yeah, the seawall, causing Gotham to flood. You said that due to the severe rain, Gotham has been at risk of flooding and these barricades are yep. preventing it, blah, blah, blah. You get it right. Yeah, the, the water goes through the streets. Two points there. I mean, it is in the trailer, but it's worth two points because it's yeah. a big element of the plot. You sort of said it was like a reservoir mm. and then there was, I don't know, your description of it was very weird. I couldn't quite pitch. It. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they just were blowing up stuff, and then so it was very was similar flying. to Zero Year, your yes. your description. But in the actual movie, it's not quite the same. Yeah, and in your prediction, you didn't think it would fully flood, which in the movie it, it does, I believe. No, I did say it would flood. 
You did say it would flood, but yeah. you said that they prevented it from like flooding and like the entire city being wiped out. Well, yeah, I thought that the Riddler's plan was the whole city was yes, going to get submerged. wiped out by yes. the water. But there is some flooding, but yeah. it's not as severe as wiping out, you know, the entire yeah. city. Yeah. In the movie, it's not like the flood wipes out the entire city. No. It does cause a bit of damage. It's about ankle deep water everywhere. Yeah, there are people standing on roofs and stuff. Yeah. So, absolutely. It's like visiting Venice these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, in your plot, Patman, Catwoman and Gordon are racing around trying to stop the reservoir from blowing up or, the, you know, the walls from blowing up. And they're successful, so I give you points there. That is the case. That's what happens in the movie. You said that the Riddler is left in his cell wondering why his plan failed, which is true. Yes. We see the Riddler weeping in his cell being conf- uh, being comforted by a joker. i give you two points there. Yes. Uh, you said that the movie would end with Gordon revealing the bat signal. Not the case. Yeah, they had the bat signal through the they, whole film. They had it the entire time. So I was just thinking at the end of, uh, which was the Batman movie where this happens uh, at the end? Was it Batman Begins that they reveal the bat signal at the end? Yes, uh, it yeah, is. Batman Begins. Yes, it was Batman Begins where they reveal the signal at the end. Yeah. Gordon does. Yeah. And then they have to smash it at the end of uh, The Dark Knight. <laughs> yes. So that's what I was thinking of. Yes. But not actually the it case. It reminded movie. me of that as well. Okay. And with all that, I give you a few extra points as well for stuff you mentioned during uh, my prediction, which mm. we kind of covered briefly and also stuff earlier on the movie. But you got 68 and a half points. 68 and a half points. Mind you, my plot was not as long as convoluted your plot, as yours. plot was like 20 minutes. Yes. So, I think you had an advantage of uh, length there. Yeah. As is usually the case. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa. <laughs> Schoolboy antics here and potential spoilers. Uh, but I've We're got in to the say, in this listening, show. listening back to my plot, I did get- I feel like I was a little bit closer to the movie than you were. You got some elements that I definitely didn't get, but uh, I got a lot of the details. Yeah, I remember watching you the movie get. and feeling like we both did a good job. Listening back to oh, your I'm, prediction, I'm still saying you did a really oh, no, good job. I, I was saying, but listening to the prediction, I was like, "Oh wow, I forgot he called this. I forgot he called that." Mm. So you did a really good prediction. Yeah, like I said, you did a really good prediction, given it's the best one that you've done. I but have to say, these might be our best predictions yes. in our show's history for both of us. I believe so, considering that a lot of what we guessed, both you and I, like there was stuff in there that we had no idea like you didn't know this whole selena friend no. subplot like how would you have known that Wouldn't um yeah i just so, worked i just wanted her to have a motivation yeah but that's yeah so I, it, it's so surprising listening to these predictions and then watching mm. the movie if i want to pat ourselves on the back yeah. here and also applaud yourself as well yes yeah, so i think you had the beats of the movie and you were very close to what the movie was. You just you need to work on the details. The well, details could have been better. It's so crazy because, as I said in the original episode, like I had these thoughts of what I wanted the third Nolan movie to be and I pretty much just went with that and added yeah. a few things from the trailer. So, the fact that I guessed it prior to the trailer yeah. is insane. And given the fact that we were both so close to the movie yes. as well. But let's see if that translated over into us enjoying the movie. <laughs> I think it's both. It's pretty obvious given that I've watched this movie five times now. <laughs> it's obvious that I enjoy it. But Matty D, what were your final thoughts on The Batman? Look, I loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it when I saw it in the cinemas and I really had a great time. I was, um, I had high expectations going into this oh, movie. Oh, me too. But um, Given but it, the fact that our expectations were met by the movie, our high expectations, that's very rare for I us mean, on this I, show. I love a Batman movie, so I was always going to enjoy it mm. unless they really screwed up. It's like and, me with Bond. And uh, Yes, exactly. It's exactly like you yeah. and Bond. But I went in and, you know, it's because I wrote the movie, Kieran, so I'm a little of biased. Course. Yeah, of course. But um, I went in and I, and I was like, really liked the style. I really felt it was a different Batman 
Batman. It, it, I loved Robert Patterson. I loved the Penguin. Um, I, I loved uh, Falcone in this movie. I thought he was oh, awesome. Oh, you loved him, did you? I, I did. As a character, I did, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, well I loved the music. Well I loved performed. the style. I liked how it was like kind of comic booky. I love how uh, in, they really created a world with this movie and a lot of elements. Yes. Like the same goons kept popping up. And yeah, kept and they'd be the more, twins. they were more beaten up every time we saw them. I, I love that because that's never been done before. And, you know, no. it, it kind of added to this whole thing of like Batman's doing this every day. Like the problem yes. isn't going away. He's just like beating up the same guys each day. And I, I kind of love that. So they did a lot of stuff that was really different um, in any other Batman movie. And I really enjoyed it. For, enjoyed the movie for that. I had a mm. great time. There's like little things here and there that I'm like, eh, but that's being pedantic. Here's the major thing for me, rewatching the movie. I've watched it several times now. The major issue that I have with this movie is that yes. the the middle portion of the movie basically has no impact on the rest of the movie. So the whole circumstance with Falcone and then the reveal that Catwoman is Falcone's daughter, that does not matter at all and yeah. doesn't need to be in the movie. I did not like that either. It was fine. I like It was it, fine it watching was it. Enjoyable, but, but like, like it drags. It makes the middle of the movie really drag. It's interesting because because both you and I realize that the Riddler can't be a huge presence in the movie throughout yes. the whole thing. You can't be fighting the Riddler at every turn. So we both thought that there needed to so, be something in the middle, but we never guessed that this was going to be the thing. Yeah, so we called basically two hours of the three-hour movie. Yes. So, the whole middle hour, we didn't get at all. And if we did mention it, we only mentioned it in passing. Yes. But there is a full hour in the middle of this movie that really doesn't need to be there. Yes. I think could have been trimmed out entirely. And a Catwoman that could also not be in the Yes. Movie. Also, I mean, she was fine. I liked her enough. Catwoman like- really didn't impact the movie. No. Aside from helping Bruce Wayne out at the end, but that was only a very minor thing as well. She didn't really need to be in the movie. And I think the movie would have been better without her in it, to be perfectly speaking. I still liked her. I still liked yes, the performance. I-, I liked her too. I thought, you know, this is the best Catwoman. One of the best, sorry. I'm sorry, Michelle. Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer was the best Catwoman. Yeah, but I didn't like that movie. This is one of the best Catwoman I've seen put to screen. The bar is very low. I, I thought she was fine. I just thought it deserved more screen time. When to they her gave the reveal saying, uh, when oh, Fal- Falcone is my father, uh, I, I remember leaning over to you in the cinema and going, so? Because <laughs> it has no impact and who cares? Like, who cares if they're related? Doesn't impact the movie. I mean, it makes Falcone a bad guy. It does help Catwoman's his- motivations again, but like, this is during a slow part of the movie that doesn't impact the rest of the plot, so it doesn't really matter. I think it's supposed to be a surprise. Like, oh, surprise, she's yeah. wanting to get Ooh, back at it. Who cares? Yeah, who yeah. cares? So, the, like I said, the whole middle section of the movie could have been cut down a lot. There was a lot of back and forth that we didn't really need. But aside from that, everything else in this movie I thought was fantastic. Which, and it is easily my favourite Batman movie because I, I didn't really like any of the other Batman yeah. movies. So, this is the first Batman movie that I've seen that I actually like. Which I'm really excited for because I know you don't love superhero movies no. or Batman movies. And it's kind of nice that y- you really enjoyed this and yeah. I really enjoyed this and I love that. Like you- I actually own the movie, Matty D. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's one of the first superhero movies that I've actually owned. Yeah. It, it's it was yeah it's it's a good movie and also like it really made Batman an interesting character. Yes. Not saying it hasn't been done before, but like sometimes Batman is just like a, a blank slate and yes. the interesting guy is the villain. Yes, I was they- going to say Batman is rarely an interesting character in his movies, which is why I don't like them for the most part. Because yeah. I'm like, well, why are they called a Batman movie when we're focusing on, you know? <laughs> Do they call him Batman at all? <laughs> they call him Vengeance through the whole movie. They call him the Batman. Okay, for most of it, I think Penguin calls him. Well, Penguin calls him Vengeance, but he also calls him the Batman. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon calls him Vengeance and the Batman, but yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to have Batman be a main character in his movie for a change and actually be an active character rather than like 
delegated to a cameo like he is in most yeah. of the other and, Burton movies and or have, Schumacher movies. Have flaws and have like struggles and not be, you know, you know. And the most important decisions. thing, the most important thing, have an actual character growth. How rare is it for, in superhero movies to have uh, like the character grow and become a better person by the end yeah. of the movie? And not just him being like, I, I, I'm taking the mantle of Batman. Like, you know, that's yes. usually what the storyline of Batman is. But the whole, he's just a guy that's beating up the bad guys to, oh, I'm going to be the guy that helps people is a really yes. nice story to tell. Yes, because going into the movie, you sort of think like, well, Batman's kind of a dick. He's this rich guy. And the only way he helps out is by beating up, you know, the, the poor people. <laughs> Like the bottom of the barrel sort of poor people. Yeah. And then like that's even acknowledged several times in the in the movie. And then like I said, he, he realizes by the end, he's just like, Well, I've been approaching this all wrong. I have to be out there as a beacon of hope for people. I should be helping people out. And yeah, I thought that was very important to the movie. And I don't think it's really been done in a either superhero movie or a Batman movie before. Yeah, I mean Nolan plays with it a little bit, but a not in the bit. same way. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't a fan of those Nolan movies. I think the best element of those uh, Nolan movies was they had pretty good soundtracks, and the villains were always pretty interesting. Yes, except the villains for the start. Batman Begins. That movie's just a mess. Oh, the villains are good in that. Have you rewatched that movie recently? Uh, no. That not movie recently. is a mess. So why did they decide to make Gotham City entirely CGI? Yes. It looks awful. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, of all people, was yes. just like, I'm going to do this all CGI. <laughs> it, I guess he learnt because he did, did practical after and that. Then, and then Gotham City completely changes. By yes, the, it just becomes uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to this movie. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. It was, we've it already solid. said that this was one of our favourite movies we've covered on mm, this show. Mm. I think this is up there, well, along with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think this is up there with one of the best superhero movies we've covered on this show. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure I put that I put it that highly, but it's definitely high for me. Wow, what would you put above it? Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? <laughs> yes, Ant-Man Eternals? and the Wasp, Eternals, yeah, Eternals is a better movie. Um, I, you know, I, I love the, the first, but maybe maybe The Dark Knight, maybe the first Burton movie. Once we covered on this show, Manny D. Oh, the superhero, well, yeah, this is probably the best superhero movie that we covered on this show. Above Spider-Man. It's close, but... Because yes. I thought Spider-Man, yes. you know... If we it, don't count... Oh, no, I think this, this is better movie than will the Joker. A- here's the thing. This movie will age better than Spider-Man No Way Home, and yes. it will last longer in the zeitgeist than Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home made more money. Uh, people like Spider-Man a little bit better than Batman for the most part. Uh, dollars talk. And that movie, in the moment, was pretty fun. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. I wouldn't say this movie is tons of fun. There's lots of fun. There's fun moments in it, but you know, you're not going to get the same audience. And audiences who really like Spider-Man No Way Home really didn't like The Batman because it's a very different tone and it doesn't speak to the standard superhero fan as mm. I've learned. But it's good having something years. different, man. Oh, absolutely. It's like, like good having something more up our alley. Yeah. But when I was watching the movie, I'm like there's very little CGI in this movie. Like they use CGI very sparingly in the movie, if not at all. So, this movie is going to age very well, and it has a very good visual style to it as well that will, you know, again, age very well. It's got a very good soundtrack. It's probably the most memorable soundtrack we've ever had in, like, the last decade. Yeah. Very good theme, you know, leitmotifs, there you go. Yeah. Good old Michael Giacchino brought in some really good uh, leitmotifs to the score, which is very rare for movies these days. Yeah. Rather than just the generic shit that we get in uh, standard superhero movies. And and the more you see it, the more you get out of it, because you notice little things like, oh, they're doing this and they're doing that, and like they're they're hinting at this. And And it was nice to have a practical car chase in a movie Mm. after so long. Yes. 
when I first watched the movie, I didn't really care for the car chase, but watching it over the years, I was like, this car chase is actually pretty good. <laughs> it's cool. Because it's, it's cool. actually real cars on the yes. road doing real stunts. That's awesome. And it we was- didn't get that in any of the recent Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Which is all about car chases. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool watching this together as well. Like, we yeah. saw this in the cinema, and it was kind of cool to see, um, you know, a movie that we both were having fun in. Yes. And we're both, like, giddy about, and we both, like, went after the after the movie, we went and, like, chatted about how yeah, much we yeah. liked oh, and man. what we thought about it. So, it's rare <laughs> that we yes. have this experience. I don't think we're going to have a movie like this again anytime <laughs> soon on this show. I'm just so happy that a superhero movie came that you like, and yeah. especially Batman movie. I'm happy too. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so chuffed. Oh, wow. Look at this. Come full circle. <laughs> I was a fan of Batman as a three-year-old. And now you're back. Now you get, get out, dust out the old 31 Batman 31 years suit. later. <laughs> Oh, by the way, remember how we were talking about Robert Pattinson being uh, 40 in the movie? Yeah. As, as 30, an actor. 30. The character's, the character's 30, but we yeah. were like, oh, he's, he's, he's 40 years old, right? He was uh, he was like 35 when this movie was made because he's 37 oh, now. Well, so. yeah, I, I guess I overestimated his age. <laughs> so, he's, so he is like roughly our age. Well, yes. your age. I'm a little younger. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's two years older than me, but yeah. Yes. There you go. Oh, well, I could be Batman. You could be Batman. Yeah. That's what we I take always away could from have it. been. But All I'm right. glad you liked my movie, Karen. Oh, there you go. I put a lot of effort into it. But did you, the dear listener, like Matty D's movie? Did you were you a fan of the Batman? You can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Several places you can let us know your thoughts on the Batman. Did you like it? Is it your favorite Batman movie? Here you go, Matty D. How would you rank all the Batman movies? Oh, don't just ask do me five. That. It's impossible. Just do, just do top five. Rank all the Batman movies? Uh, would this one be in your top five? Uh, top, top three, yeah, I think so. Mm. Top three, there you go. Because um, this oh, is easily number so one for me. That's hard. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard, Kieran. The Batman movies. I I, I think like Burton, uh, Burton nineteen eighty nine is that's is your number one, two, right? Ma- oh, two. Oh, no, wow. maybe maybe that's one, and then oh, maybe it, the three would be uh, Dark Knight, Burton's Batman, and then this one. And I don't know the order that they'd come in. And then okay. after that, maybe uh, I do like Batman Returns. I know that's not everyone's favorite, but that's kind of cool for me. And um. I don't know, man. It's hard. Look at it's this. so hard. It's like picking a child. <laughs> wow. Um, Matty D really likes Batman. <laughs> I don't know what I'd put five. I wouldn't put Rises. I don't know. Maybe or Begins. Or Begins. I don't know. Begins was good. I, I, I Like I said, you got to rewatch it. got to rewatch it. It did not age well. And also, the Scarecrow is my favorite character in that movie, and he's in like five minutes of he's the whole cool movie. He's cool in that. Maybe we'll get a- No, he's not. Maybe we'll get he's a lame. Scarecrow. In, well, I like Killian Murphy, so anything yeah. he does is great. But, but the like, whole reason I said he was my favorite character in that movie, still really lame. Yeah. Because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't. But maybe the sequel, this Batman sequel, have a Scarecrow. Yeah. Bang. Maybe we'll have a, a Scarecrow like in the Arkham video Th- game. That would be cool. Arkham Knight's Scarecrow was pretty good, I've got to say. I, I, want the, I want to see them do that. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. But yeah, that's the future. Let's focus on mm. the here and now. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And I thought, Matty D, it's been, we've done at least one plot prediction this year. So I think we, uh, we are deserving of another break. Nice. <laughs> so we're in the middle of January at the moment when we record this. And no movies come out in January and February. Yeah, so we're kind of beekeeper. Uh, yes, well, there's a reason that came out in January. Because <laughs> they had no faith in it. 
but so uh, I thought we should do something that we only did once last year and do another special episode. Yeah, very nice. All right, with our special episodes, what we like to do is uh, take a roll of the die to see what we're going to be creating. So we're going to come up with a new concept for a movie. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, six categories that we've broken our concepts down into. And then we have sort of like movie titles. And there's a lot of movie titles within those categories as well. So the six categories that we have are remake, reboot, sequel, prequel, spin-off, and adaptation. So the first roll of the die will indicate which one of those we're going to get. Matty D might as well roll the die now. Okay. See what we're going to get. Got number four. That's number four. So that's prequel. Have we done a lot of prequels? We haven't done too many prequels. Okay, cool. But uh, they're always in- interesting to explore. If we'd yeah. done a spin-off, we might have landed on Batman spin-off. You know what? Which it would have be been interesting. interesting if we try to guess what's going to happen in the second Batman movie before we see any trailers and then do an episode on... You know that would be interesting, but we're actually going to be predicting that movie, I, I know, so I know. there's not a lot of point doing that. We can like compare how our prediction pre-trailers are compared um, to our prediction post-trailers. Yes, but anyway, rolling the die again, a second time, going to see what we end up with. We've got number two. Oh, brilliant! Uh-oh, brilliant. What's that so mean? this is something. This is like a movie that does actually already exist. But when we wrote this list, we didn't realize that it sort of already exists. So we are going to be doing a prequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, there is a prequel to So, there's a movie called The Rum Diaries, which is very loosely a sort of prequel to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, as Mm -hmm. in it was written by Hunter S. Thompson. The main character is sort of very loosely based on Hunter S. Thompson. Johnny Depp plays uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the Hunter S. Thompson character in that movie, does the same performances in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and he's basically discovering drugs for the first time. So, we can't do anything that was done in the Rum Diaries, is essentially what I'm saying. Okay. But I didn't realise that movie existed until about three weeks ago when I watched it. So, pretend it doesn't exist and create our own prequel. Yeah, yeah. Let's do something a little closer to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, because the Rum Diaries, I think, took place in the 60s, the early 60s, and of course, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas takes place in the early 70s. So yeah, with, uh, there's lots of things we can it's, do. It'll be them booking their flights. And what's funny, exciting movie? What's funny is it's based on a true story. So we're going to be coming up with it, like cool runnings. Yes. We're going to be coming up with like a prequel or a continuation, a new movie based on a true story. Yes, yes. Well, I, you know, we'll, we'll take liberties. Yes, we will. We'll pretend it's a fictional movie. Yes. Well, Ron Darius was mostly fictional, mm. so. And he took liberties, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, absolutely. Quote unquote true stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I can't wait to discuss that. We get to discuss Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for the first time on this podcast next week as well. We can talk about our histories with that. But yeah, please join us for our Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas prequel next week. But until then, we're going to wash the streets of crime. doesn't matter, for there's a mystery to solve. Because like the Batman, this is a detective story. An important one. Trying to answer one of the biggest questions the film could have raised. Is that me as the gang leader? The hell are you supposed to be? I don't know. You showed me all it takes is fear and a little focused violence. You inspired me. You're out of your goddamn mind. What? This is all in your head. You're sick. Twisted. How can you say that? You think you'll be remembered? You're a pathetic psychopath. Begging for attention. You're gonna die alone. No, 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 no! A nobody! No!
supposed to go?